Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week we're checking out the new Comedy Central show, Southside. Stay tuned to the end to learn how BJ circumvents the system. So, Southside, the new comedy on Comedy Central, is about the south side of Chicago, and it stars two best friends, Simon and Kareem, and they recently graduated from community college, and so now they're ready to take on the workforce, they have degrees in hand, they want better jobs for their families, you know, for their livelihood. But in the meantime, they're working for Kareem's brother, Q, at Rent T own, you know, like a rent a center. They got everything, including Xboxes, with very <laughs> complicated rental agreements. But they throw in freebies like pillowcases. So anyway, this whole episode is about Simon and Kareem quitting their jobs because they feel like they can do better. Simon also has some child support issues, so now he really does need to make some extra money to take care of himself. But they come to find out that their community college degrees don't add as much credibility to their resumes as they might have hoped. And they end up going back to rent to own. But in order to get their jobs back, they have to get back or repossess an Xbox from a customer who has not been making his monthly payments. And all that doesn't really sound like a comedy show, but this was hilarious. I'm so surprised to hear you say that. Because you're usually not a comedy person. I don't really like comedies, but this one had some really genuinely funny interactions and moments. I think what makes this funny is that it has great one-liners. What was so funny to me about this show and my initial reaction just from moment one was that you can tell that this show is for its community and the rest of us get to enjoy it, but we won't get all the jokes, but we'll still love it. They film it on location in Englewood. They had that opening scene, which I loved, of this actual Chicago area reporter coming to you live on the scene of a crime, and they interrupt that story, almost like they're interrupting the narrative of Chicago only being about crime, and they talk about their college graduation. So I loved that. I loved the comedy rooted in reality. Or, and we'll get into this as we talk about the show, all of the realistic elements of the difficulties of poverty and Black poverty and Black urban poverty, but they find light in all of them. Like with Rent to Own, the three and a half year loan (laughs) agreements for (laughs) small pieces of furniture around your house with 76% interest rates. While they're being funny, predatory loans are a huge thing that attacks poor communities. Mm -hmm. The fact that they graduated from community college, and while not all community colleges are for-profit, the for-profit college scheme really does sell this dream that if you graduate from these schools and pay to go there, you will have these awesome jobs waiting for you on the other side. And that isn't always the case. So people end up, there's a lot of data out there on this graduating with more debt and more problems than if they had just stayed the same. And then the elements of the cops and crime. So police 
is like a very difficult thing to make funny. But I thought that line of the cops coming into rent to own and calming the employees down saying, we're not going to beat you. But then they end it with today, there's a pair of cops, one woman and one man. And the woman goes, you know, I'm from this community. I am one of you all and just here to do my job. And I'll look out for all of you. And immediately her partner pipes up on a case by case basis. So <laughs> I just loved that because all of those things that I described are obviously sad things that prey upon mm-hmm. vulnerable parts of our society. Yet the writers of the show made them so funny as well. Yeah, it's funny because the officers are admitting it, but with such deadpan delivery. Yes. They're like, okay, they're in on it too. They know this is inappropriate behavior, but let's all laugh at it. Like when they pulled that guy over to hit on him. So these officers, Officer Turner and Goodnight, played by a real married couple. One of whom is the show creator. Yeah, so Goodnight, the male cop, is one of the show creators who worked on the late night show with Jimmy Fallon and his older brother plays Simon. So he's very connected with everyone in this production. This show is of the community, by the community, for the community. Mm -hmm. So our officers are sitting in their car and they see this man. He has a baby in his arms, pushing a stroller. They flash the lights on their cop car to get him to stop. (laughs) And it turns out Officer Turner, you know, she's getting her hair all straight. She wants to talk to this man. So it's hilarious that they're using their power to, you know, hit on people. That's a very scary thing that is a documented thing that police officers and other people in positions of power have done is use their little bits of power to take advantage of societal dynamics and hit on someone who can't exactly say no. So it's a really scary thing. But did I laugh? so hard (laughs) yes because i maintain that you can make comedy about pretty much anything as long as you come at it from the right perspective Mm -hmm. not even the right perspective like there is a right or wrong one but the fair perspective you know like comedy rules always punch up never punch down and they are not trying to sugarcoat anything or hide anything which i think is what makes it easier to accept them making fun of these topics. Were there any standout moments to you other than the cop finding herself a man? That was definitely one of the top moments. I think another fun scene that we both liked was when Simon was having the congratulations graduation party with all of his family. And just all of his moments with each family member, you had a family member who was proud of him, but was turning it around. And it's like, now that you're educated, you're going to get all the women. You had another family member giving him the latest shoes. He was like, these aren't even out yet but they're out for you. Just all those little, very genuine moments. And even seeing his kids really excited about their father having his degree, him having big aspirations, even if they're not gonna come to fruition. I enjoyed seeing that because that felt very relatable, just having all of your family there and them still being able to take little jabs at you. But it's like heartwarming. Me too. I need a book and a trip to Chi-Town. Lucky for you and our listeners, this episode is brought to you by Audible, where you can find Windy City Hero Lil Rel's first hour-long special, Relevant. Amazing! Just go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their unmatched selection of audio programs, comedy specials or not, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening! And now back to our show. So did any scene stand out to you? 
I would say my chief scene was when the guy that they're repeatedly trying to get the Xbox from, who refuses to return to rent to own, breaks it down for Simon how the world works, and he plays him in a game of 2K on the Xbox that Simon was supposed to repossess, and then opens his eyes to the room and shows him every single piece of furniture, everything you see in this house, this whole house is rent to own. This whole block is rent to own. And we're never giving that stuff back. And he was telling Simon, what you're doing is you're working within the system. And that's how it's playing you. And what I'm doing is circumventing the system. And that's how I'm winning in my own little way. And that actually is what inspires Simon to reach out to that family member who was proud of him and offered him his Viagra pills from the VA to sell those pills on the street so that he can earn extra money for himself and his family. And I loved that scene because one, I know it was a comedy scene, but I was genuinely inspired. I was like, I am ready. <laughs> I was telling you this while we were watching. I was like, I'm ready to circumvent the system. Yep. And two, I love that this ridiculous moment of a failed game of NBA 2K and this speech about rent to own is probably going to be the turning point for Simon as we move forward and he continues in his different entrepreneurial ventures. So when I originally saw the trailer for this show and decided that we should put it on our schedule of reviews. Oh yeah, you picked this. Yeah, the trailer was about uh, Simon and Kareem putting together side hustles. So I think that's definitely going to be a big theme. Got it. All inspired by Mr. Circumvent the System. Mm -hmm. I really loved that speech. Yeah, it's true, listeners. <laughs> While that was going on, Me Too was like, this is the motivational moment of the Show. I was like all in. I don't know. Maybe I need a little motivational moment. Perhaps I just needed the speech. Sometimes the universe puts these things out there for you. There you go. So everyone can not just laugh at this show, but learn a little. Circumvent the system in your own little ways. Are you familiar with the creators? I'm not. Diallo Riddle and Bashir Salahuddin. Tell me a little bit about them. They are alums from Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, and they've been doing a lot of their own projects lately, not just this show. I do like Jimmy Fallon better than Jimmy Kimmel. So do I. Really? And Jimmy Fallon had a great Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavor. He did. That's true. Take that, Jimmy Kimmel. Just kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great for our podcast if we could beef with Jimmy Kimmel? If you're listening, have us on your show. Let's beef. Okay. What other projects are the creators working on? So the co-creators also have a sketch variety show that's going to premiere later this month called Sherman's Showcase. On Comedy Central? On IFC. Oh, okay. For some reason, when I initially saw Southside, I thought that that was going to be a sketch show. So I'm glad they're still coming out with one because based on the one-liners that had us cracking up during this pilot, I bet they'd be great with the quick, snappy, humorous nature of sketch shows. Yeah, I think they would be really good at off-the-cuff comedy and quick thinking because you can even see that in the writing. Totally. And I don't think we've talked about this yet. Lil Rel, Chicago's very own, makes an appearance as one of the rent-to-own employees, which I love because he is pretty big now, has been a breakout star in, in movies, and is still with the community and doing 
this show because he's very Chicago as well, as is his show, R.I.P. to Rel, but it really reps Chicago hard. I've never been to Chicago, so I can't really comment on how faithful it is to some of the insider info. Do you have any comments on that? Have you been to Chicago? I love the idea of like, do you have any comments on that? I love the idea of being put on the spot for this answer the question me too (laughs) chicago yay or nay i can't tell you if this accurately represents this outside of chicago i've been to chicago a few times for work and to visit i have a really good friend that lives near you chicago so the only things i can speak to about chicago is i really like deep dish pizza it's incredibly cold i went once during mlk weekend and I've never felt cold like that in my life. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, BJ. I was trying to buzz into my friend's building and it was taking her a moment to let me up. Mm -hmm. And I panicked so much at the thought of being in the cold any longer than I needed to be that I started crying. That's how cold I was. I've never felt cold before. Like when I was in Chicago in January, I was full body shaking anytime I went outside. It didn't matter. I stopped in stores in Chicago and was like, what can I buy from here to combat (laughs) what's going on out there? Please. How stay warm. Help. Like a Google search. Exactly. (laughs) How stay warm. Please. Chicago. (laughs) Chicago. And you know, you're going to get those like Quora results of people being, how do I stay warm in Chicago? I never do this. On my last night in Chicago, my partner and I were there together. This is the last time we visited was in January. On vacation, we ordered takeout to our hotel because I could not fathom leaving the hotel at 8 p.m. to go to dinner because I knew it would be even colder than it was in the afternoon when we went sightseeing. So with this show premiering in the middle of the summer, and I think it's about 10 episodes, I don't think we'll get to see our main cast face a Chicago winter. True. Chicago summers are very, very hot, but fun. I love Chicago in the spring and the summer. The real spring, not their spring, because their spring for a while is winter, and then it's spring. (laughs) It's bad. So it'll be interesting to see if we see them dealing with different seasons. I don't feel like we will, unless they really do a time jump. I wonder if there's even an added cost associated with how cold it gets, because I bet that's even dangerous for some of the materials you use to film the show. Oh, I don't know. Go there during the winter and find out. I'll pass. I won't ever go back around that time. I've been in Chicago for work a ton and to visit friends a ton. I can stomach it through, I would say, November, but I hadn't done January before. I did it once and I'll never do it again. What if the cast of Southside invited us there for a January visit? That actually gets to our rating because I absolutely would do anything to meet the cast of Southside. BJ, what would you rate this show? I would rate this Wood Watch Again casually. That's big. That is big. For a comedy, that's high praise for me. I think it was funny. I'm not going to watch it weekly, but if I want to laugh, I know that this is the show to go to. There's not a better recommendation we can give, but for our listeners who love comedies like I do, I would recommend you watch this seriously. I'm definitely going to tune in every week to watch this show. And it's at 1030. A little late. (laughs) It's on late, but it doesn't compete with the other shows I watch. So I don't have to choose between this show and my other Wednesday shows. Although Jane the Virgin is ending. So it'll only be a choice I make next week. And that's it. They're making a Korean drama version of Jane the Virgin. Yes! I read about that recently. Wow. On that positive note, 
Beach. Where can people find other reviews we've done on our show, including one of the Korean drama Sky Castle? Sure. Just head to our website at thepilotpodcast.com and you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send show suggestions, feedback, questions, your dreams. Thank you for sending a few. I have been having really weird dreams and I just need to know I'm not the only one. Maybe it's Mercury and Gatorade. Who knows? To askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.